You're listening to the Granola and Gasoline Maridol Podcast, providing a healthy dose of adventure therapy for marital irritation. Side effects may include laughter, inspiration, and strengthened relationships. Your hosts are Brian and Mandy Fable, creators of Granola and Gasoline. Today we're talking about don't coach your partner, and if you do, you need to use Maridol. That's right. This is actually the namesake for our podcast, Maridol, because we have seen so many times that one partner coaches the other, and it goes terribly wrong. What's Maridol for? So Maridol is for marital irritation. Right. And how do you apply it? You Here, do the commercial. Uh, sponsored by Maridol. Self-exclusive may apply to hard OCODs, FTIC, for use with extreme Maridol rash. Maridol for marital irritation. For marital irritation. Now in suppository format. And date it all if you're not married. Not married yet? Try date it all from the makers that brought you marital. But I think it's true. We've seen in every sort we do where one partner has more skills or experience and tries to coach the other partner. And usually there's like yelling or tears and at a minimum, a lot of frustration. What happens if you coach a partner? Okay, here's the thing. Usually the person who's receiving the coaching is just too emotional to even hear what's being said. It just feels accusatory or like they're being overly critical. And a lot of times we don't listen in our relationships anyway. Right. But what's bad about when it's in a coaching situation? Well, usually there's also an audience, I would say. So people are watching this exchange unfold and one person feels like the advice they're giving is helpful and the person receiving it feels like, it's impossible or unnecessary or shut down, just or total shut, shut down. down. Like, I don't want to try. I can't do this. You're not helpful. When we go home, I'm not making dinner. I'm not cleaning the house. And you can forget about those foot massages. So we have some solutions because generally our baseline principle is don't coach. Just don't coach your partner. What are some alternatives to not coaching your partner? So often if you have another person in your party that you're either climbing or snowmobiling or dirt biking with, a lot of times some a third party person can give that same advice to your partner, but they'll actually hear it and listen and maybe even be really grateful for it. And they may not be in on Maridol yet. So how do you kind of like stealth them to get them to do the coaching? Yeah, so sometimes if I hear somebody whispering some coaching about you, then I'll be like, you should mention that to him. But I'll make sure you don't hear me say that. You do that. I mean, just behind I, the scenes, you're hypothetically, doing that? I could do that. Wow. I should I'm probably st- doing that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so you could just encourage them to help to have your partner give the advice, or sometimes you could pair up in with the person who's not your partner. So sometimes when you go climbing, say the two couples will just climb within the couple, but don't always do it that way. Switch it up and make sure that you feel like you could get and give advice from other people too. What do we think about hiring a professional to do the coaching? Absolutely. So going to a clinic or hiring a guide or something where you have an actual expert giving the coaching is probably best case scenario. I know what our fans at home are saying. They're saying, we don't have any money, we're broke, we're cheap. Why would we spend money on hiring a professional? Well, because divorce attorneys are more expensive than an outdoor guide. Yeah, divorce attorneys definitely cost more than a snowmobile guide for the day, I have to say. They cost about the same by the hour. (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like you should never, ever give coaching to your partner, but are there situations, exceptions, exemptions, where it is okay to coach? I think there are a couple exemptions. 
The first one, I think, we experienced when we started snowmobiling. We were both equally bad. And so we were sharing ideas and learning together. And sometimes that included advice or just talking about something that we tried. I don't know. Did that feel okay to you when we were learning and sharing ideas back and forth? Yeah, I think it's okay learning together. But the trap you can fall into there is you're giving your personal perspective, but you're not, you don't know anything. Right. You're not an expert. You're not good yet. Yeah. And so you're sharing things that are actually the wrong thing. And so you can go into this crazy downward spiral because of it. Yeah. Like it, it might not result in fighting and frustration, but it might not be the best advice to give your partner. I think it's okay to talk about how your day was. I and think maybe that's learn great. something from each other in talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do think there is a situation or a caveat where you can give advice. And we've sort of perfected this in the last couple of years, I would say, which is that you do an intro before you give the advice where you say, do you want to know what I think? And sometimes the answer to that might be no. And then you have to just shut your mouth. If they say no, zip the lips. You can't give the suggestion or the advice. But if they say yes, then it's on like Donkey Kong. They've accepted that you're going to give some advice that they may or may not take. But it's a nice intro to give them control over whether or not they want to hear the advice. So we've talked a lot about this, but what are maybe some things that we've seen from people making all of the worst case mistakes? I mean, we have definitely made the worst case mistakes. Yeah. And that's why we're here today giving you advice (laughs) on how to do this correctly. (laughs) Yeah, I when we see it, you it's so obvious. You see one partner start coaching or you see it one person tell the other one, "You can do this. I definitely wouldn't put you in a situation that you couldn't do this." If I could press pause, yeah. go into the situation, take them and just throw them into a river or a snowbank or put them temporarily in a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I think that we hear people say is, "What did you do wrong?" Not Uh good. That's like gasoline on on the fire. Yeah, if you're going to put gasoline on that fire, you better get some cool, calm, collected granola to balance it out. Granola and gasoline. That's right. Well, if you say, what did you do wrong? It's sort of accusatory. Like they intentionally messed up or, you know, usually if you have made a mistake in any of these sports, you're already on an emotional high. You've got adrenaline running through your veins. You feel scared mentally, physically, emotionally, and then for this person who you love deeply but also feel other strong emotions for at times, to ask that, it it kind of feels like an accusation of like, why did you sabotage the entire day? When your partner's redlining, the last thing they want to do is go to the balcony and do a retrospect on what they did wrong. Nobody wants to do that. It's yeah. like what they're thinking is marry you. <laughs> That's what I did right. wrong. <laughs> I married you. I'm dating you. I need those things to end immediately. Yeah. So just for your own self-protection, don't ask that question. What do you think you should say if you feel that desire to coach your partner? Yeah. Well, first of all, don't. <laughs> and then second of all, say something like, do you want any fruit snacks? <laughs> so just offer them treats. Yeah. Treats. General support, let them know it's okay, that you're not mad at them, you're not, even if you are mad at them, just pretend like you're not mad at them, and that everything is going to be okay. Do you think that bribery can work? Can you say something like, if you do this, I'll get you a Skidoo 850 stock turbo next year? That's a different podcast about (laughs) turbo bribing, but 
I think bribing and bets and joke kind of things can only work when everyone's in good spirits. If you've already reached the point of failure or frustration, that is not a good time for bribing. Because it can come across as patronizing. Yeah. But if you do it at the beginning, like we've had times where I'm about to do a climb and you say, like, if you get this, I'll buy you ice cream. Then that's motivating because it's what like you, fun. What do you do for me in those situations? What do you remember? Offer I for did me? laundry for you for like a month when you sent your first five twelve. Heck yeah, I remember that. I think those can work when it's fun, but when you're past that point or somebody's already frustrated, it's too late. Okay, so let's say you're around some people and they're going into the the spiral of doom yeah. with coaching each other. Oh yeah, we've and seen this. What advice can you give somebody that's observing this happening? Okay, I actually think it is your duty to step in. It is your moral obligation to your friends and adventure partners to attempt to graciously diffuse the marital irritation. How? How? It's hard. I sometimes will just start laughing because it's really hard for people to continue to be frustrated when someone's laughing, but you run the risk of them thinking you're laughing at them. Or sometimes the person who's doing the coaching I'll say, hey, stop coaching. You're not helping. Let me take them and I'll help. Or just try to insert myself in between the middle of the couple who's in the coaching battle. Right. So it's almost like you step in and pull them out of the situation by saying something like, hey, could you help me with this? Hey, Billy, why don't I help Susie? You go ahead. We're totally good. We'll catch up with you in a minute. And just that break diffuses it. And then I can be like, hey, Susie, He's giving actually good advice, but I recognize you're too frustrated to hear that. But let's talk about how we can just get you through this, and then we can worry about that later. Usually I try to throw myself in between the two of them so that they're not... like a grenade. (laughs) I was thinking more of like a... (laughs) Like if you have a meltdown that's bigger than their meltdown, it'll be a distraction. (laughs) I was thinking of like a bulletproof wall. Oh, sure. An impenetrable force. Sure. Maybe like a, one of those heavy weighted blankets. Yeah. <laughs> you just throw it over them, over one of them, in I th- between them. I throw myself onto them like a heavy weighted blanket. <laughs> that's amazing. You're such a, such a selfless martyr. Well, that's why I do think a future offering that we could provide is marital counseling. Yeah, in the form of weighted blankets. <laughs> well, where people contact us and they say, "Yeah, help me with my relationship. Yeah, I'm not sure we're qualified to do that. <laughs> A lot of times you see this where one of the people is always better at everything. Mm. What do you do then? That is a good question. And I think that is hard in any relationship where one partner is constantly the more experienced and more expert person. I actually think it's a lot healthier when it swaps back and forth. Is it an issue of they just didn't select the right partner? (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. Absolutely not. It just means that... These are hard-hitting questions. These are hard-hitting questions. It just means that the person who is not the expert is going to have to have some durability and strength in often being the one who's in need of support or coaching or help. So what do you do? Do you just not recreate together? I think it's okay to have sports that you don't do together. Like we don't go road biking together because you don't like road biking. And you don't like playing chess. Right. You don't like working on diesel trucks. That's correct. You don't like wrenching on skidoos. That is also correct, but you don't like wrenching on Polaris. 
Well, I guess I never wrench on skidoos because they never break. I'm pretty sure you've wrenched on your sled a lot more this year than I have. <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like we're out of time. <laughs> so if you or someone you love needs Meridol, click on the link below and buy some granola and gasoline merch because it'll help out our relationship. Even if it doesn't help yours. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what I think? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know what I think? What's that? I think this episode should be over. Yeah, probably right. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. Remember to check out our YouTube channel, check out our podcast, buy some merch, support us in our endeavor to bring Meridol to the masses. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, guys. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Granola and Gasoline Meridol podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and hop over to our website for more dynamite content at granolaandgasoline.com.